the USL show, also known as The View for Soccer. I gave a very pro wrestling heel turn, I'm sorry you were offended apology. The US military discussing what a Naruto run is for the Area 51 raid. I feel angry. Welcome to the USL show, end of the season edition. By God, we've done it, gentlemen. It is the end or nearing the end of another regular season in USL championship play, and we have not been ordered with a seasoned assist. <laughs> I'm your host, Evan Valella, and damn it, I'm still here. Uh, good news, so are the rest of, uh, of my soccer friends, uh, or my soccer colleagues, or my soccer companions, whatever you'd like to call them, uh, introducing... Uh, first, hailing from uh, St. Louis, Missouri. It is the waviest man in the St. Louis metropolitan area, the cream in your Irish coffee, my dear friend, Phil Grooms. Uh, Evan, you're, you're just so woke because, you know, none of those pronouns were inappropriate. They're all gender, gender neutral, so well done, sir. <laughs> uh, yep. Just something I is, noticed. Uh, that is exactly why I came up with that. He <laughs> <Yeah>. lied. <laughs> uh, also, uh, coming to us from Carolina, but by way of Columbus, Ohio, uh, <laughs> Ryan Allen's here. Hello. Uh, I got my uh, tire pressure indicator earlier today, so this is your uh, kind of yearly reminder to check your tire pressure as so wow. the goes down. We are just a a bevy of information and uh, just resources. Um, it's really great. Ryan, I hope that you figured that out. I'll figure it out tomorrow. Great. Good. Stay tuned, folks. (laughs) Uh, and also, uh, joining us tonight from Sacramento, but by way of Equestria, it's Pony. (laughs) Yeah. Well, my actually tire pressure lights been going on and off too for this last week. So (laughs) join the club. Would you say that much like the USL championship this coming weekend, everyone's a little bit under pressure? Under pressure. I wouldn't make that yeah. type of pun, but you Thank know, you. if you want to make that bad dad joke, go ahead. Uh, I did. I enjoyed it. Thank you, sir. Anytime, bud. Anytime. I want the uh, I want the snare hit too Ooh, after I say that. Ba-dum-tsh. Yeah, yeah. We'll put put that in there. Yep. Um, call Vanilla Ice. Make sure he knows. Um, <laughs> What's what? Now wait a minute. It's di- those are yeah. different things. They're two different songs. They're two, two different, different songs. songs. They're two different songs. Yeah. I think Phil and I are referencing an interview from like 1992. <laughs> <laughs> well, a court case. A court case. <laughs> well, no, there was there. He went on like an MTV show. This is phew, welcome. Apparently, like we don't have anything to talk about. Um, but uh, no, he went on like MTV and was like, no, 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 man, my song's different. And like did the same thing. It was the best. Yeah, best. No, the big thing is you can tell a lot about a person when you hear those opening beats on what song they're hoping for, Ice Ice Baby or Under Pressure. <laughs> That's true. Well, I've, I've always been told if they're wearing a very flashy starter jacket from the 90s, that <laughs> means they're looking for the, the Vanilla Ice version. Welcome to the USL show. I'm <laughs> a show where we talk about the United Soccer League Championship that is coming to a close here shortly. But uh, first, I suppose uh, uh, to talk about a negative and to talk about something that's outside of our uh, our normal jurisdiction. Um, the uh, unfortunate news is that Lansing United is, is apparently folding. Uh, 
and has been backed up by multiple, multiple, multiple sources. Uh, some uh, friends of ours, I know Jason, um, Home Speed Soccer, one of the League One Fun Boys, was kind of one of the first people on it. And then there was a players only meeting, I think, Monday that uh, was confirmed by, uh, by one of their center backs, I think, um, tonight. But um, yeah, I, uh, you know, everyone's reaction was that it was terrible. Everyone's mad at their their owner because Lord knows um, if you uh, look, go into soccer in the United States looking to make a profit right off the bat or at all sometimes, then I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, that that was the hardest part for me. That quote yeah. that that what they were they needed four thousand people each game. And they weren't turning enough of a profit to keep it going. Like, I'm not sure they did their projections right. You know, like, who did they hire to do their projections? Well, and maybe we need to offer our services. You know what I mean? um, And if you're uh, the, I guess, now former owner of Lansing United, who I won't say his name because, A, uh, he doesn't deserve to be named, and B, I'm too lazy to look it up. Um, Like, if your financial advisor told you this was a good move, like, maybe find new people to talk to. I, I did find the other side to that is that I did find it surprising that that they run the minor league baseball team. Mm-hmm, the Lansing appar- Lugnuts, yeah. yeah apparently yeah. turns a profit. So, yeah, man, that, that honestly really did start getting me thinking about the longevity of the USL. Um, because if, if a, you know, I'm sorry, if a minor sure. league team is able to make it, like how much do our players cost to make it so that 2000 attending well, a tiny little game in and league one, fair, I, I think a part of the part of what came out was that he was making a profit, but not as much as he wanted to. So he thought this would help make it bigger, I guess. I guess. Yeah, man. I, <laughs> hey, but, um, listen, uh, kudos to that club. Yeah. Well, and I don't want to end it on that note necessarily because sure. that's disappointing and that's you know bad foresight in his in case. But mm. I'm glad he tried. I mean, for goodness sake, we need a lot more of that around the country. I think. Oh, I I will uh, Ryan and Pony. I'll I'll f off and let you guys talk about it. Uh, but to uh, shift my blame somewhere else, I think the USL vetting process should be longer than one question. <laughs> Because I think the question in recent years has been, can you pay our expansion fee? Yeah. Which is fine. But after this, it needs to be, can you pay our expansion fee? And do you give a damn if you make money or not? Hmm. I don't know. I I guess I will say to kind of as a caveat to the uh, minor league baseball team turning a profit, they also had 70 home games in this. Yeah, there's that too. Good point. (laughs) And they were averaging four thousand a home game for those seventy games. So they had a good chunk of change coming through the gates up there. They just have more dates. But if you're grading a soccer team that has like didn't even have twenty home games this year, the right. same way you're grading a baseball team, you're obviously not going to make the same amount of money. And it would shock me to say if any of the League One teams made money in this first season. I'm sure there are some who are doing better than others. I, it seems- Ford Madison, I think, is the well, is yeah. the one that I immediately think of. If you would be the most successful, that. but if you're looking at yeah. like the MLS two sides, I'm sure the MLS team always takes a hit on that, just because MLS mm-hmm. mandates that they have to have an MLS two side. Although that's kind of 
loosey goosey with which teams get to have MLS right. three sides. Obviously, Cincinnati and Minnesota do not. They have partnerships or they don't have one at all. Right. But, you know, it's just kind of a shame to see a team kind of go kaput after one season and take it from a guy who's already lost his lower division, Zara Club, and nearly <laughs> lost his MLS team. Yeah. Uh, you just hate to see it for the players, the fans, the coaches. It's just not a good situation. Yep. And, and they were a cool club. I mean, they were doing a lot of things right. I really respected the way they went about their first season. They were successful on the field, and they did a lot of cool things off the field. And, yeah, I, I'm sad to see them go for sure. But, um, you know, I I don't think I don't think this says anything about League One. I think it's going to be super successful. I think mm-hmm. losing one club – out of 10, I know that's a large proportion, but there are so many clubs coming in next year and they're going to be keep coming in every single year. We're going to drop a couple every year from the championship, I'm sure. So it's just going to get more and more solid. And uh, the unfortunate comparison, I mean, I'm rooting for you, Nisa, but for goodness sake, they did better than Nisa this year, didn't they? Yep. Um, hey, uh, the Richmond Kickers have a have a vacancy at head coach, and uh, it just so happens that Nate Miller is unemployed. That was kind of sad to me too. That guy was awesome, uh, Bulo. I liked him a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a little weird to only give your coach one year, especially at that level, especially in a new league. <laughs> um, but they might have, uh, I don't know, fell into some fortune here because Nate did a hell of a job. Yes, he did with that club one of the more um, attacking teams in the in the league i think mm-hmm. pony any thoughts before we turn to something a little more you specific um i think it's just frustrating to see an owner pack it in after one year unless yeah. he was literally just like and i mean i could see if you said i'm gonna invest five million dollars and you lose four and a half million i could say okay this is bad i'm gonna bail but I don't think it was that bad for Lansing. I don't think he took a massive hit. I can't imagine, right? I think it was just much less than he thought it was going to be. And mm. he didn't have the passion, maybe, to keep with the League 2 soccer team or League 3 and just said, you know what, this is not worth it. I'm not making enough money out the gate. Cut and run. And that just reflects bad on everything. It reflects bad on the owner. It reflects yep. bad on the league. I mean, if teams are folding after one year due to not making enough money while being one of the single best teams in the league, mm-hmm. that's going to possibly hurt future investment from other people. If you're a multimillionaire looking to go into something new and you see someone who bailed after a year after maybe they lost half a million dollars, yeah. you're going to go, well, maybe, no, I'm not going to go to the U.S. Holy I'm going to do something else with my money. And that's my biggest fear. It's going to scare off future investors. Mm. At least they're not going to be able to San Francisco Delta is the thing. Hmm. Yeah. Although uh, Phil had mentioned, or it was mentioned earlier, that uh, we need to have a better vetting process. Mm -hmm. And I think that goes along with, was this an owner who was looking to actually invest in soccer or looking to fill out open dates when there wasn't minor league baseball playing in his stadium Mm -hmm. and he just wanted to add more events in? Yeah. I could see making a show to have at least a two-year agreement. You have to have the team for two years at some sort of league Mm -hmm. minimum pay. I I like that. Yeah, I do too. And I'll also say that while it's a good gamble in some ways for the league to kind of let anyone in, and especially if they have like high hopes for, man, we want to build a stadium here and do this and that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If if your plan relies on the city agreeing with everything you do or the city giving (laughs) you money for what you do. Good luck with that. That's the part of the vetting I want to pay attention to. I've heard rumblings mm. about East Bay even, like, that they're counting on the city 
agreeing with everything they're saying and it's a large project like colorado uh rap uh, sorry colorado springs stuff springs, yeah. um and so like if is that gonna work out and is it mm. only because the city agrees to it like we cannot mm. as a league rely on a, a city saying yes or no to things because I of all people know how a city reacts to different projects. It's it's not easy. I'm sorry, Pony knows better than I do, right? Yeah. Hell, even Inter Miami's having problems. Their yeah. Melrose site's about to get shut down because they have three council members who's going to vote against it, and you need about a unanimous decision on that. Yeah. 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 That's I don't an even think better. Inter Miami counts the team yet. I mean, they're just a concept. <laughs> when they get David Silva, though, I'm going to lose my mind. David Silva, you're thinking small. Antonio Griezmann's going to be moving here. <laughs> thinking with my heart, not my head. There you um, go. Hey, speaking of uh, two-year agreements, Pony took, I think, longer than that, but Sacramento Republic fine, finally gets to yeah. play with the big boys in MLS. Yeah, it's been a while. They've been getting teased for... Quite a Ever years, since USL when, clubs started to get pulled up. Yeah, even when yeah. the year when Minnesota United went up, it wasn't mm. an out-of-the-question move. But now it actually seems to finally be happening. Or, or this is the biggest dumb tease <laughs> of anything else in history, and they're promising a block party. Yeah. There'll be a riot in Sacramento if this is yeah. not uh, announcement. I should, uh, I should do better at this. There's a block party happening on Monday, right? Yep, Monday afternoon. I have to Monday, see Monday the twenty-first in Sacramento. The club is holding a block party for either celebrating uh, finishing seventh, seventh place <laughs> in the Western Conference, potentially sixth, I suppose. <laughs> hey, they can finish fifth if everything breaks right. Okay, it's fair. <laughs> or uh, something larger than the club itself. Yeah, I mean, it's Take been a long time coming. It's the City's always been behind it. The fans have always been behind it. The attendance has been strong. I think there's been been only three or four, maybe like five games in the history of Sacramento where there's been under under 10,000 people who showed up, Mm -hmm. at least ticket price-wise showed up. And it's it's finally glad. I'm I'm finally glad to be done with this one way or another. And I think the biggest plus for Sacramento is that they now know what the heck they're going to do, which I think is whether not too good this year is... If you're pushing for MLS and you're not being told yes or no, how do you mm-hmm. build a USL team around that? Yeah. You can't really say I'm going to sign oh, these good people like Phoenix is doing to long-term contracts because, well, if they go to MLS, that's not going to quite work. And they can't sign people to MLS contracts because who knows? They might just get looked over again for mm-hmm. lots of money coming out of Charlotte or something like that. So right. teams kind of been in a state of flux for the last few years and, I think this happening is going to make them one of the better teams next year. I mean, if you're just going to say most improved team standings wise, without even knowing where they finished this year, I think Sacramento has to be one of the top few mm-hmm. moving into the next season. Where I think now that you know they're going to be MLS in a certain amount, number of years, you yeah. have to say anything worse than top four in the next USL season is a massive, massive disappointment because they could finally start attracting MLS talent on two-year deals and saying, hey, if you play well in the USL, right. for these hopefuls, well, you're going to get an MLS contract. I'm curious. I've seen uh, 
one of the rumors on when they would enter would either be uh, 2021 if they would enter in with a potential Charlotte team or it would be 2022. What would you think is the more likely scenario? 21. Probably 21. It depends on how fast they can get the stadium built. They have, I think, everything set up. They know where it's going to be. They know all those type of things. But if it happens to be a few ugly construction years, it might get kicked back kicked back to 2022 <clears> because there's really no good spot around Sacramento to say, yeah, we're going to host an MLS stadium for one year as we wait for our main thing to get finished. There's Sac City College where they played the first two or three games of their inaugural season. That holds, I think, 18,000. But that's a college a community college football stadium. And I don't think you want to be doing that unless it's mm. absolutely necessary. Yeah. Although we've seen this with the Portland Timbers that it's not out of the question just to take, like say a 10 month road or a 10 week road trip or something. Yeah, that could happen. I mean, or it could play there like yeah, Cincinnati playing in Nippert this year again, where that's not a soccer, soccer specific stadium. You don't want a team playing there long-term New York FC, but mm. it just kind of happens. Yeah, I know St. Louis is coming in in 2022, um, and they're going to build a stadium from scratch. It just, I don't think it it behooves anyone to try to push it. Good you word. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, you, you can't make it look bad. If you if you have your first season, it's in a drunk stadium and doesn't look good, you're sweet a year. If there's nothing yeah. wrong with playing in USFL and I mean, doing what Cincinnati has done and Nashville has done and what yeah. Orlando has done, it's just being that team who's going to crush the league. I love and losing playoffs apparently given how USL the MLS <laughs> yeah. works nowadays. Yeah. I do love what you said about the uh, team being in flux. At first I kind of was wasn't buying in, but the more you talked about it, the more I think you're right. I think it is weird you can't give too many long contracts or anything like that. And so it'll be interesting to see how St. Louis and Sacramento build their rosters based on the information that, that we're about to have. You know, it'll be interesting. Yeah. Nashville and Cincinnati are too good think two good examples they've both done given whatever i say about them having the MLS advantage and their last few years in the usl they both played it very well even if it's that like i said what i don't like is it's the card that no one else can play because no one else can technically say oh yeah sign here for a year mm-hmm. we're going to pay you a little bit more money and then you're going to be an mls if you played good last year no one else can match that which is the reason that legitimately, yes, you are allowed to root against Cincinnati. You're allowed to root against Nashville. In the next few seasons, you're allowed to root against St. Louis and Sacramento for that exact reason. Yep. They have that upper hand that no, that no one else can match. But if you can use it correctly, you have a good team basically automatically. I don't know. It's uh, just kind of tied back into Nashville. So don't curse me for saying this name, but Alexi Lawless had a Reddit AMA on the uh, uh, MLS <laughs> on the MLS subreddit today, and I asked, like, how do you think Nashville will do in their first MLS season? And given coming up from USL, and, and shockingly, he replied to me. He basically said, like, if you compare it to Cincinnati, it's a cautionary tale. Not everyone has to be in Atlanta, but if you come up with like a soft launch mentality, I think you can make it much more difficult when you uh, finally go in. Just that it's a big thing about if they're going to be competitive, and there should be no excuse for an MLS expansion team to not be competitive. I agree with that. I 100% agree with that. I I think people are saying that Nashville is going to be just like Cincinnati, and I don't think that's correct at all. I think Nashville will be a lot more practical than Cincinnati was. Mm -hmm. and Because, I mean, 
it is their bread and butter. Like Cincinnati bought a bunch of players who were awesome in in U- in the USL, and then they went up to MLS, and it's just like that style doesn't work. You know how Nashville plays now will work a hundred percent will work in MLS. They just need well, better guys doing it in the first year, and then they can yeah. build up to something better and more interesting. But if they defend the hell out of half or more of the season in in MLS. They can. I think they could do it right, and they could be really practical about it. I really want to watch them and see how they do as a STL, you know, and, and Pony as a SAC fan. I, I think it'll be interesting to see how they do in that way. It's the kind of like the gold standard if you have to be that level of like Minnesota United their first year if you have to at least be totally. that good. I agree. Yeah. I'm sorry. I thought you had more there, Pony. I kind of got no, you off. <laughs> That's what I was like, like, to me, it's like if someone comes into the MOS, they should be at least as good as, as Minnesota's first year. That's the goal. That's your measuring block. Or if, you look, failed. or if you look at Orlando City, their best year as a club was that first season in 2015. <laughs> now, if you look at them, they're 11th in the Eastern uh, Conference. The Orlando Pride finished ninth and last place in the NWSL. Orlando City B finished last in League One. And I think it was too easy of a target, okay? We gotta move on to somebody else at this point. They just true. I was just more impressed that Alexi Lawless replied to anything I asked him on. He replies to anything. He replied to you a bunch, but he's the second like big celebrity, quote unquote, if you want to call him, that that's replied to me on Reddit with Olivia Munn being the first person. Nice. Mm. Mm. Olivia Only Munn. tell people about Olivia Munn. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Let's talk Olivia more Munn about that. Yeah. What did no. you ask Olivia Why Munn? I that one post of yours at one time. The Olivia Munn can be safer after the uh, podcast. Oh my gosh, what? was it sexual? Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> mm. After dark, Ryan. I've never seen this side of you. Ryan, I'm so excited you're an adult now. Uh, <laughs> wasn't bad. It's just it doesn't pertain to USL soccer. Uh-huh. Nope. See, you gotta, you gotta. Too sexy. Mm, no, nope. too sexy. See, now you did a bad job of of of, uh, of hyping yourself up. Uh, and we can cut this out of the uh, recording. No, it's not going not. anywhere. Nope. Oh, no. Not going anywhere. This is the like the. Hey, uh, speaking of not going anywhere and struggling to get across the line, uh, New Mexico United. Oh my goodness! How about that? Whoa, that was hard to watch. My friend and yours. Well, I mean, yeah, my friend and yours, Santi Mar, with a, with a nice little cross to Devin Sandoval, if I'm if I'm correct, without having it in front of me. And uh, the first one didn't go over the line. The second shot sure looked like it might have done. We don't have a great angle. But the draw against Tacoma does not help them get into the playoffs. Um, yeah. Ryan, I think what you said resonated with me about throwing your FIFA controller. <laughs> watching yeah, I, I think even the league had tweeted that out. Just that it's like all of that was just like you were watching, like you were throwing everything you got at FIFA. Mm-hmm. 19 or 20 whichever game that you currently have and nothing was going in and like after all of that you just want to throw your controller against the wall yeah interestingly you know we just did a bgn um uh, survey on several like players we want we think are good and one was best yeah. goalkeeper trey muse has had a rough year like he started bad 
And he's up, I think he's in the top seven of best goalkeepers in uh, the USL right now. I feel I hate to break it to you, but you should have voted for CJ Cochran. Uh, Well, I didn't vote for him, and I didn't vote for Trey Muse. No, fair enough. Um, I actually started Cochran under mine. Did you? I, I did. I did not. But I actually really considered it. Uh, I'm scared. I'm scared of what I voted for, though. The lowest goals allowed average for a goalkeeper that's played all the games in the season so uh, far. Oh man, CJ Cochran. I'm. I, there, that's why I almost voted him. I looked at certain stats. That's not what I looked at, and I hate mm-hmm. that I missed that. We almost need well, to talk about it before we vote. Yeah, almost. That's all right. For. Make it up for us for when the uh, the official one comes out. <laughs> yep. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, boys, uh, New Mexico, according to the league right now, is uh, going to finish in 11th. <laughs> That's insane. They need a little bit of help. So the West is going to be great this weekend. It's going to be really fun, eh? <laughs> um, yeah. And we already have two teams who have already uh, closed off their season. Actually, everyone else is sitting on 33 games played, except for Swill Park Rangers, yep. who played Indy 11 We're last night. Out. Indy 11 won uh, 2-1, and he currently sits on 63 points in third place, which is going to be their minimum position. In fact, I think that's going to lock them in. Yeah, because they're, Tampa Bay they're can't. in third place. They can't. Yeah, they fit. That would currently match them up against uh, Louisville if uh, results hold, or they would be—they're going to be either playing Louisville or New York Red Bulls too. Red Bull, I want it. Give it to me. I think it's a really fun matchup. Yep. And then you probably want North Texas to win League One as well. <laughs> I mean, in the Eastern Conference, there are, yes. these are the only three teams who are currently jostling for two more playoff spots. Everyone else has clenched or been eliminated. You have Birmingham in ninth on 43 points, Charleston in 10th on 43 points, and St. Louis FC in 11th on 42 points. If you look out in the Western Conference, it's a bit more wide open as you have four teams jostling for two spots. Currently in the playoff spots, you have Los Dos in 9th with 45, San Antonio FC in 10th with 44, New Mexico in 11th with 43, and then for the slimmest of chances, Las Vegas Lights in 12th on 41. No. Vegas is dead. I mean, they have no chance. They have literally a less than 1% chance of making They need to win and have San Francisco lose and then make up a goal differential. So as a St. Louis fan, uh, I yep. want to I want to bring up kind of what someone mentioned, what Pony said at some point. As a St. Louis fan, I hope this is the correct discussion that New Mexico and hopefully St. Louis are on a open cup hangover still that it just ruined everything. Do you th- how much do you guys think that's true? The open cup ruined you almost not making the playoffs? Well, I mean, it was kind of mentioned and I, I I want to believe it to a certain extent, but I don't know. Um, y'all went out in like what, the quarterfinals? I think it, I think it hurt your midseason performance at this point. You can't say, well, that was the yeah. open. There's no, there's no excuse anymore. Maybe like two months ago, if you had a weird losing run, you could blame that on the cop. But right Bill, now, Bill, I'm going to read some, re- I'm going to read, I'm going to read some results out to you here. Mm-hmm. Lost one nil versus Memphis draw one, one versus Atlanta United two. All the bad teams. There's your answer. It's worse. I mean, that's just your last five. Loudon, like those are four yeah. three defeat against Loudon. Yep. Yeah. Like I, it's been bad. There is been... no way that Birmingham should be above you. Also, I would say like, oh, you know, decent matchup against um, what was it North Carolina last week? 
No. Like your next game? Yes, North Carolina. Uh, I, you know, like I'd be like, oh, they're already clinched, and like you guys need a result, and blah blah blah. But then he realized that Austin Deleuze is retiring, and that's his night. Ah, and I don't know, buddy. It. You had to say it. I did. Well, Our, my friend and yours, Austin Deleuze, might be the reason that you guys don't make the finals. It could. It could be. My only hope um, and dreams yeah. lie with uh, Bob Lilly and the Pittsburgh Riverhounds beating Charleston. Yeah, that's that's the only thing we could do, and and maybe a draw. I don't know what the goal differential is. Hold on a second, goal differential Wait. negative four. Yeah, no. so if Charleston no, Birmingham draws, plays, uh, Birmingham Birmingham plays uh, Pittsburgh. Okay, good. So if they draw, yeah, Birmingham plays we Pittsburgh, have a and, and Charleston plays uh, Bethlehem. Yeah, and and Pittsburgh's playing for the top seat in the East. So yeah. it's a battle for the tenth position. Let's be honest at this yep. point. So. Yep, yep. Um, you know, I have hope, but I, the only defense I will say, if, first of all, I agree with you. I think the hangover only lasts midseason. I, I think that's totally a thing. Um, but it's just weird that can we all at least agree that New Mexico Maybe. at their peak and St. Louis at their peak against certain teams was like good soccer, like surprisingly good yeah. at certain times. Yeah. And just now it's just like a total dumpster fire i don't it's just a crazy i mean i wouldn't go that far it, no. well I, mean, I would with st louis i i'd go with new mexico too they have not been a team who you actually have any faith in they've played 33 games and have three shutouts you can't yeah. that's mind-boggling that they even have a possibility of making playoffs that stat yeah i mean you can't allow a goal in 30 of 33 games and say this is a playoff team this is a good playoff team I mean, They're very I think, top yes, they make playoffs. I think they do make playoffs, but yeah. I think they just get killed in the first round. I mean, um, who are they going to play? Sacramento, El Paso, Austin, Orange County. They're they're the underdog in any of those games. Yeah, it's shocking if you look at like teams out in the western in the uh, Eastern Conference, like Birmingham, Charleston, both have negative goal differentials. And in Birmingham's assured to finish the season with more losses than wins Ugh. in their stuff, unless they, they can make up a 15 goal differential Mm-mm. swing. That's a, that doesn't look that's not the stat line you would read no. of a playoff team. And I guess that leads me to I guess a bigger question is: I know you want to have a larger playoff just to have more teams, but if we're letting in teams like this, does it justify opening up just to add in two more spots? Or will we find a top eight? No, I'm going to give you the most biased comment, yeah. uh, most unbiased comment, because I'm oh. in this position. We should not be letting 10 teams in. 100% we should not be letting team, 10 teams in. This playing round is exciting for me because I'm a St. Louis fan. But to be honest, like I'm a little embarrassed that it's a thing. The the playing round and the idea behind 10 teams making it in is there's literally now more teams. Like if this was last year, I, all of our playoff spots are locked up, right? Yeah. Like, basically? If you look in the Eastern Conference right now, Ottawa in eighth currently right now has 52 points. Birmingham in ninth has 43. That is a yeah. massive difference mm-hmm. separating those two so, teams. That If we had a top eight, that would be a solid playoff right yep. there. It's yep. a huge drop, but, I mean, there's, you know, what, three teams, four teams, so like seven teams in total playing for something the last week of the season. So from a like storyline makes our lives a little easier. It helps that we're not like, well, uh, here's, you know, eight games that don't mean a damn thing. 
Yeah. Uh, but from like a, do I think the lower seed in the West between seven, eight, nine, and ten is going to beat Phoenix and potentially Stone Cold Steve Austin? No, <laughs> no, they're not. Y'all, that's going to happen, and I'm going to cry. <laughs> is it for real? I don't know. I haven't actually asked because I know we're working off a tweet, right? We're working off of multiple tweets over multiple weeks where uh, my friend and yours again, Sam Dor, uh, the the president of marketing uh, for Phoenix Rising, among other things, um, has tweeted multiple Stone Cold Steve Austin gifts. And who better to show up for a playoff game oh and dollar beer night than Stone Cold Steve Austin? Oh, my gosh. By God. <laughs> Uh, and if he doesn't hit the fourth official with the stunner uh, in kayfabe, I'm going to lose my mind. I did see someone chirp uh, at Sam or somebody like, oh, well, he drinks Coors Light. But, like, you're killing the business because in kayfabe, they're Steve Weisers, brother. Honestly, I want to see a match between Forward Madison and Phoenix Rising, just for all the marketing schemes yeah. and that they would all have backed up behind it. Because I think it'd be the most entertaining as hell match in American soccer right now. Do you think that like Sam and whoever's in charge of marketing, or Peter Wilt, I guess, or whoever at Ford Madison, like constantly clear things with each other? I don't know. I don't know. I hope they're, they're like, like, hey, man, we're going to give cookies or season ticket holders. Is that cool? And Sam's like, yeah, that's cool. We're just going to do dollar beer night all year. Also, <laughs> yeah. no, I think it's the opposite. I think there's a measuring <laughs> tape that they're constantly holding Ooh, up trying against to out each, each other. Oh, yeah, 100%. And, and I do want to see that game, Ryan. I think that's amazing. But like <laughs> the uh, score on the field will also be measured with like social media counter that's constantly well, being updated throughout the game. The, and like, but, but Phoenix rising, like, Oh, Oh, Hey, look, it's Didier Drogba. And like, Oh, it's fallout boy. Like <laughs> Diplo's here now. Diplo's like, here, the, yeah. There's too many things, yeah. you know, like all of that. And I'll raise you Stanley from the office. I know. I know. <laughs> it's no. huge. We got you. Got to bring in uh, off Las Vegas's two dollars shot night, where if any team in that match scores a goal, the entire team has to run over and take a shot. <laughs> no one has done this right now, and I feel like they need to. Four dollar four locos. Oh no! <laughs> no wait, 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 wait. How much are you paying for four locos, man? Wait, we're getting ripped off. Tony, you forget that Ryan's like nine. Um, fine, fine. Dollar four locos, and let's see how. There Ryan we go. <laughs> AKA, you know, can, we, can we have an unsanctioned wooden spoon match between the two worst teams in the USL championship and convince them all to play Edward 40 hands while playing a game of soccer? <laughs> Listen, man, the more unsanctioned USL games I see, the better. <laughs> <laughs> can we have an international waters rules USL game? I want to see a USL Super Cup between Phoenix Rising and FC Cincinnati right now because I think Phoenix mm. Rising gives Cincinnati a good game. We hey man, love we to went see that. so many months without mentioning Ohio that I'm a little sad that you brought them up. You mentioned Ohio when we've you done introduced a good job. Team coming from different Columbus. part of Ohio, different part. Uh, we've done a good job of that. We've done a really but... great job. Pat ourselves at the back, everybody. Yep. Uh, <laughs> this is off the rails as hell. I think people like that sometimes. Sometimes. We're just so excited for the playoffs. It's... And the end of this wonderful regular season um, that we're going to probably try to do two shows next week. Oh, at least two. I think I'm going to go crazy and kind of just start DMing Phil's a million just going to start doing shows whenever he feels yeah. like it. 
I guess a good uh, playoff topic to kind of, or two playoff topics that I'd kind of like to uh, tie in. Um, As of the teams who have currently clinched, who are fifth through eighth in either conference, Mm -hmm. which side do you think has the best chance of making the most noise? The West. Louisville. Oh, do I have to pick one? Oh, yeah, like man. pick a team from like either conference that is <sighs> currently fifth through eighth in the table who have already clenched, and that's all of them, who has the most chance of making noise. I just had it. Pony back. nailed it. I don't think anyone's be- going to be better than Louisville. Louisville looks so good right now. Have you guys okay, seen Louisville in the last four weeks? Paso, but it's Louisville's the answer. Well, Brian Umby still plays for Louisville, right? So and Cameron Lancaster. I mean, yeah, but like Brian Umby's a monster. He's a monster. They oh, look God, so good. I'm sorry, Ryan. I cut you off. What'd you say? I was gonna say uh, El Paso was gonna be my suggestion. Yeah, it's up there, but they seem faulty. Is all I'm saying. They seem faulty. Only nine losses on the year. Orange County seems similar to their old selves, but they kind of bounced last year, right? So, yeah. Five through eight. That's a really good question. It's not Austin. Maybe Sacramento because they got some depth, but I don't no, know. they're bad of the road. The answer is Louisville. <laughs> I don't trust them. Yeah, I think it's gonna. It has to be Louisville. Out of cheeky little the- Red Bull too. No, New York Rebels too is winless in their last five, including four losses. Dude, they don't care. Evan, Evan you need to be the New York Rebels chill. You need to be the Rebels too chill. It I, needs to be fun. No one knows anything about that team until the clock hits ninety and the Rebels. Nah, the they're a so great team. They're a great team. They got some players. They're all young. I wish them. I wish them no. I wish them no luck on Sunday. But whatever <laughs> like, they do uh, in between, then I don't care. New York could be a swap park. Where they just decided to actually show up once the playoffs start and make a really weird run. Oh, actually, uh, let's have a discussion about two teams. I have a I have a theory about two teams. Yeah, Phil. Um, they're young, so yeah. their legs last a little bit longer. They okay. are rotated more than mm-hmm. an indie side, well, quite a bit more, in my opinion. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, hundred percent more. Probably. I th- yeah. So I think that's why a lot of two teams go full on FC Montreal on everybody at the end mm. of the season. And yeah. they got the legs. I mean, Loudon just upset two middle of the table teams that are probably going to make it into the playoffs. Don't look now. And it doesn't mean anything, but they've won three straight. Well, all I'm saying is late. They won late where everybody's worn out. They beat the Rowdies. It, well, <laughs> I about that. that was legit. That was legit. But, um, I'm just saying, I think that's a thing. I think that's a two team thing that we're going to see for the whatever, I guess. But like, what does it matter when you're already eliminated? Like I, I, I get it and it's fun and it's weird and it might break some momentum for the playoff team. But like, what did it do for Loudon? Nothing. What did it do for Timbers too? Nothing. What did it do for St. Louis and Charleston? That's huge. That's big. Or, right, but that's not, like, I don't know. Like, I don't want to give all the credit to having squad rotation for your MLS2 side for that. Like, uh, I'm not. Put, yeah, okay, go ahead. To put a little bit of a devil's advocate, when Loudon was still in the playoff chase right now and North Carolina was near clenching, Loudon blank, uh, basically blank-sheeted North Carolina 4-0. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, to me right now, if, I mean, thinking uh, Birmingham, who's not been playing the greatest, I think if you replace them with Loudon, 
Loudon would have a better chance of winning the first round match in Birmingham will have will have of winning their first round match right now. I would trust Loudon more than Birmingham to win a playoffs game. Even though Loudon's not gonna be in playoffs, I think they're have a much better chance of Tony, is it because Loudon's logo kind of reminds you of Umbrella Corp and you're just a big Resident Evil fan? <laughs> I like that. No, it's because they've actually been playing half decent soccer as opposed to Birmingham, it's gonna enter the playoffs with a no fun. negative fifteen goal goal differential if they actually no make fun. it. And this all leads me into my second question. Looking forward to the 2020 season, out of all the teams who are currently eliminated from playoff contention, not the teams who are likely to be eliminated or have not clinched yet, which side would you pick to finish in a playoff spot? Colorado Springs switchbacks. It's in the same actually completely screwed me, so that's a bad choice. They were my dark horse team. They didn't have Alan Koch last year, this year, though. Oh no, Evan! No, <laughs> I, basement to ten is not that hard in the Western Conference. Oh man, for me it'd be uh, Memphis or OKC. Memphis made some smart signings. Memphis feels like uh, Fresno. No, they don't. They're gonna move. To me, to... On paper, they, to me, we're on paper. They were better than they. Sorry. Yes. So if you talk about uh, player signings, I 100% agree with you, actually. So sorry. Yes. Yeah, that's my that's the kind of my thought of where going into the season. I didn't think Memphis was going to be a complete dumpster fire. I thought they were like going to compete for low end playoffs like I had for us last year. And then they just fell apart immediately. Uh, The the other answer that's a wee bit more serious, even though I do think Colorado is going to make some noise next year. So please don't at me. Um, You know. Mike and the Charlotte Independence are. Thank uh, you. That's what I would say. Are locking up a couple people. This like, is the team who beat Pittsburgh in July. I think if they didn't have McGinnis yes. start their year, they would be in a much better position, not necessarily in a playoff spot, than they are currently. I think they would be in this weird scrap that St. Louis, Charleston, and Birmingham find yes. themselves in, and I think they'd probably be there instead of Birmingham. I agree. And with then, you. They're only seven points out from St. Louis. I mean, they. I mean, they need to score. They were the third worst. They do need to score right now. That's weird to hear, to be honest. But that just means like they're one or two signings away from. Well, you know, they need to the get a little bit younger up up top too. I agree with that. But that's actually up. super. Hold up! I just have a look at this. This is weird. Birmingham, who is in the playoffs, has scored the least goals in the East. I love it. Season. Oh, I love it. That's weird. They have thirty-five to me. goals. They don't. To me, they don't even come across as like. I mean, they're good defending, but they're not amazing in defense. They're ninth. I mean, they have fifty <sighs> goals against them. They're, they're they're not a good team. They're not a good team. <laughs> They have, I mean, they show flashes of brilliance. But, like, they're not. They're a counterattacking team. I mean, but they're not brilliant. <laughs> they show potential, then they just fall apart. It's one of those where it's like the, yeah. it's the, it's the disappointing team. It's like me whenever I talk to anybody, you know? They're <laughs> like, oh, this could be. The border to Ottawa. I will agree with you, though, about Charlotte, is that. Uh, I think they can make a few moves and be good as long as they keep a decent amount of their current team yeah. um, who is good and underperformed this year. I, I think, think Domodoro has a place there. I'm going to oh be honest. Oh my gosh, he was so good this year. I think he needs to rotate out more. Yeah, um, yeah. I, th- I think they need a younger... Yes. Like, if, if Caleb Calvert was still there, is he still there? 
don't talk Calvert. No, he's in St. Like, Louis. <laughs> he's doing terrible. Not, not literally Caleb Calvert, but someone in that ilk, like as far as age goes, where he's like in his early mid twenties. I mean, um, I'm just gonna say this: if they could yeah. sign like a Jamaican freak of nature, like they win, they win the league. I don't think they do that, but like, if they could get like, you know what, Dane Kelly might be available. There you go. I mean, that's an automatic. Well, and that was the problem this year was that he was supposed to be the automatic guy. Well, and I think the pressure got to him to steal a talking point from, I believe, Brian and No Mean Soccer, their last episode. Yeah, I disagree with that because I think uh, the problem the problem with that is when when a team builds around Dane Kelly, the dude goes off. When they don't build around Dane Kelly, he doesn't go off. And that's fine if that's what you expect. But if you expect Dane Kelly to be the monster that he was in Reno, the monster that he was in, uh, was it Charlotte? Charleston. I mean, uh, Charleston is what I meant to say. Charleston, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you got to build around him, you know. Um, and if you don't, but you're going to get swept You don't want to, like, sacrifice and get... your philosophy and your roster build. And, and, and spoiler, Mike Jeffries would not do that for I one guy. He, I, he might. No, come Anhauser on. Not for did. that guy. Anhauser did. No, I think Why Anhauser... wouldn't Jeffries? No. No, because they're not the same coach. You're right. They're not. They're not. You know what? <laughs> St. Louis might, and I hope they do. There you go. All right. Well, even then with uh, Reno, though, that was still technically an MLS 2 roster just in that hybrid club. So they were still looking at player development. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he went to D.C. the next year. So, yep. like, it worked. That was nice to see. And he didn't get a chance. Or it didn't work. Richmond. He saw plenty of that stadium, okay? He saw plenty of that stadium. Yep. Rest in peace, RFK. He got to look around all the time because he wasn't on the field. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess, um, are we are we good? Do we have? I think so. We've talked a decent amount about playoffs. Yeah. I feel like Pony would probably, he might have a point or two to make that we haven't brought up. Now okay. that's that's a lot of pressure. Uh, no, it's new. I was expecting that to make new points. <laughs> no, I just I feel like I over talk and you don't get your oh, words yeah. in. So hey, I want to make sure uh, you said your, your piece. Phil, before we get out of here, there's scarves that we're thinking about selling. <laughs> yeah, we're thinking. We were gung ho about it, and uh, we've not well, gotten a lot of of interest. Listen, listen. I uh, I know a guy who had a podcast who who did some jerseys and ended up with a nice little chunk of jerseys going out to people. So you know, give it some time. That's true. Nothing, uh, nothing set in stone yet. But uh, if you're interested, feel free to hit us up at the USL show on the Twitters. You can see a design there. Yep, and we're, we got uh, the stickers on order. So no stickers matter what, are on order. Stickers are coming. If you're a, a friend of ours, you'll probably get a sticker for free. Yeah, we'll send one out to you. Um, do we want to do a Do we want to do a pay what you want kind of thing for the stickers? I suppose so. Yeah, I think I put them up for like one if you're Patreon, two if you're not. Just whatever. That's fair. Just tell us you want one, and if you want to donate, <laughs> just tell us you want one, and if you want to cover how much it'll cost us to put a stamp on an envelope and give it to you, feel free. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we don't care That's, yeah uh no but definitely uh the new the new logo and things i really like the scarf i want us to make the scarf so i can put it on my wall i know 
Um, and then I can wear the jersey for the one podcast I'm on, sit in my couch, look at my scarf for the other podcast I'm on, and pretend that I have some sort of clout. So if everyone wants to just fund my ego trip, feel free to follow us on Twitter at the USL Show. Stay tuned for a couple of episodes that we're going to try to do with a bunch of people and maybe try to get some of our friends on. Um in the coming week or two, um, we do know um, some folks in the USL just by proxy and by being a constant thorn in their side. So uh, be on the lookout. Until then, we only have one role here at the USL show, and that's don't miss the playoff. No, no, no. no. <laughs> so it's don't be a dick. So until uh, until we talk to you again, guys, take care. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you soon.